Episode 52 of Slam City, guys. It's Ray Mori here, Mr. Meg, on this hot day as usual because it's the summertime. So I'm we ready love to get, it. We I'm, love it. I'm already getting used to that stuff. I'm already am. Yeah. I mean, think about what it's going to be like in the winter when we're complaining about how cold it is outside. That's true. You're gonna miss these days. That's why I never complain. I never complain. But to be honest, I'm like a fall guy. I, I like as long as it's like 70, 60, I'm fine with that. I like, like 80, 90. It's I like spring and fall because they're, they're in the middle. Yeah. I've never really been a fan of um, you know, the ultra hot or the ultra cold. Yeah. I, yeah. I haven't been a fan of that either. To be honest, I think it's just too much. Um, you know, it's just cold and stuff. But we are not here to talk about the weather. We have come here to talk about sports. And there's so much to talk about. There's a lot of things to talk about. And one of the things I want to start off with is really about this whole um, Colin Kaepernick thing about him being blackballed right now. Is is it is that I the funny thing to me is people are still questioning that he's being blackballed. People are still questioning that. I, I don't know how you even do that when there are so many other terrible quarterbacks with jobs compared to a dude who just the previous year went to the Super Bowl, who, who took his team to the Super Bowl. He was like a couple plays away from being in the Super Bowl. And then after that, he played on a really, really terrible team. And everybody acts like that is entirely his fault. He played on a god-awful team. He can throw the ball, but people have to catch it. That's true. The offensive line has to, has to hold him down to keep him from getting tackled. He didn't want to run out of the pocket all them times. What is he supposed to do? Team's terrible. Of course they're going to suck. Yeah, he, he took a step back because, well, he lost Jim Harbaugh, and the franchise is going in a different direction. He lost all his good weapons. Like, what do you think he was going to do? All of his good weapons. Like, every weapon he had. And his defense stink. Like, the defense wasn't even good for the 49ers. Like, they, I think they had, like, one game. I mean, one year where it was out Jim Harbaugh, they won, like, one game, and after that, they lost, like, five straight, got blown out in every single game, basically, by, like, 30 or 40 points. So it was bad for him. And then now he he, he opted out of his deal, thinking he was going to get another contract deal. And so far, as of we know right now, he's got nothing. Literally nothing. I wouldn't want to stay in that. I didn't necessarily think staying in San Francisco was a good idea. Either. It wasn't, but if if you, I mean, if you're confident that you're going to get another deal, um, and, uh, then, you know, I understand. But if if you think that maybe you kept the money, at least, for like one more year, maybe you got for a trade or something. I mean, yeah, but you, you run the risk of bringing down your own value when you play for a sucky team because too many people are casual fans and they don't understand, you know, all the nuance that goes into you being on a losing franchise. The quarterback is the head of the team no matter what. Yeah. But you can have an ace quarterback and a terrible defense and watch the other team still run circles around you. Like, you know what I mean? You That's can do true. everything you can do, and then the defense takes the field and they score like you know three or four touchdowns <laughs> before you can do anything. Like you know, what are yeah. you gonna do? I don't know. It, it, I just, you know, Richard Sherman made a good point about him being blackballed. But also, like now you see the Ravens being interested in signing him because of Flacco. Now you yep. see Tannehill going down, which we'll talk about more about training camps because my goodness, man, it's almost like I don't even feel like practicing because I know I'm gonna, I feel like I'm gonna get injured at any given point. I, I don't understand. I, I was disgusted when the Giants said they wouldn't sign him because he was too good. Yeah, that made no sense. To that me. how do you? This guy's a starting quarterback, so you're gonna pass on him. That so you're you're passing up the chance to have a starting quarterback as your backup. That's the stupidest thing I've ever heard in my life. I know he just he just wants a job. Like he, maybe that's a backup. So what? He's getting paid for it, and he's competing for a starting job. And I felt like, for instance, for the Dolphins in, in their situation right now, Tannehill might be lost for the season. I mean, 
that's a guy you probably could sign that could help your team out. You definitely sign him and help your team out. Like, and here's here's the other thing: the longer you keep him out, the less time he has to build the chemistry, to get familiar with everybody, to practice. Like, you're just you're just messing yourself up if you bring him in at the last minute and expect him to learn the playbook. Yeah, that makes no sense. Yeah, like, what are you doing? Now's the time to do it. The Ravens, the Jets. The, the the Giants could have had I mean I'm I'm I can sit here and rattle off a bunch of places where he would have been a really really good backup but I can also name a bunch of places where he would have been a really competent starter the the, the Broncos could have got him but they, they they did good in the draft so I'm not you know what I mean I wasn't mad at that they got a quarterback in the draft so I get it but they could have with, with the defense they had and cap running the show they could have that would have been a great fit for him. The Texans. Yeah. He could have went to the Texans and got busy. Their defense is elite. Theirs is good. He could have he could have went over there and got busy. Um, I I was really mad when the Giants passed up on him. I'm not even gonna lie. I, that's mostly the New York. But they got Geno. But they got Geno Smith as a backup that's, right now. He's I mean, not better than Cap. He's not I better mean, than Cap. Talent wise, I think they're like. I do not I, agree. You don't think so? No, I think Cap is better than I think Cap is much better than. Gino. Okay, just because he went to the Super Bowl with the Forty Nineers, not does just mean he's because. Better. Not I think. Okay, here's what I'll do for you. I think Gino may have more of an upside because he's still young and he's still coming into he, his he game. Has physical talent, like right? Just, just his mental part is just right. I, I think he, like I said, I'll give you that he has more of an upside. Yeah, but I think Kaepernick is a better quarterback. Period. What, make, what makes him a better quarterback? Completions, game savvy, uh, knowing 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 what is knowing what the field is, being able to read the field, being able to read plays on the fly, not that not crumbling under pressure. Those long legs and long strides, he can take the ball in, run out the pocket. Like I think Cap Gino doesn't do these things. He doesn't have the mental, you know, he's not there yet. Like I said, I think he's got more of an upside. But if I'm signing a backup, if I'm trying to win now, I'm going with Cap. And he was one pass away from winning the Super Bowl. Exactly. Everybody forgets that. And the Ravens got kind of lucky there because that. If you look at that play, they were kind of holding, and he didn't get any they calls. They were absolutely yeah. hope. Yeah. Everybody forgets that. Yeah. Like if I'm Baltimore, I'm signing him just because we did him dirty before. Yeah. We got a dirty play before, and we kind of owe you one. So yeah, we kind of they kind of got lucky there. And also, like even after that Super Bowl when they lost, the next year he did have a great year. Like it wasn't like he had a bad year. He had. Like, the first game against the Packers, he had, like, 314 yards passing and, like, three touchdowns. had a couple of running yards and stuff, you know? Harbaugh left. And then everything went downhill. Everything went downhill. And he was a good and he was a good coach. But he was still a good quarterback on a bad team. Yeah. And everybody forgets that. Everybody forgets that you can have a good... Look at Andrew Luck. Andrew Luck's offensive line can't stop a nosebleed. They really can't. He gets sacked nonstop. Does that mean he's a bad quarterback? No. No. He's he's like right behind Aaron Rodgers as far as I'm concerned. Quarterback. Like he's he's a dope quarterback. He's like an elite level. If he had his if he had a chance, I think he could do things on the court. On on, on the field, excuse me. But he doesn't you know what I mean? But does that make him a bad does that make him a bad quarterback? But now all of a sudden everybody looks at Kaepernick and talks about, well, he's a he's a scrubby quarterback. <laughs> no, he's on a he's on a terrible team. He's like, I can throw the ball all day. You still got to catch it. But also, you got to have time, too. Listen, man. Look, when, like, I'm not trying to compare it to Madden or anything, but when you play Madden and you get sacked so many times because your line sucks, it gets really annoying that you got to just do a quick it. pass. Like, it's just... Or run. And then they can't figure out why you why you turn the ball over so many times. Like, yeah, you throw exactly. so many picks. 
Like like Luck in 2016 had 41 sacks. And, and that's a lot. I don't know what the the average is of how many sacks. No, like, that's in above the average. That's above average. Let's see the most sacks in the season. Let's see. I want to see this. Because it's really like for a quarterback, when they get sacked a lot, it really hurts me- the momentum. Mentally. No, but mentally it yeah, hurts yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. Now, now you're trying to. Now you're panicking. Yeah, yeah, now you're trying to get it out of your hands so you don't get hurt. Yeah. And it's like. I just get annoyed because I look like, for instance, Eli Manning, right, with the Giants last year. You know, he throws, like, all these picks and everything. But the reason why he threw picks like that is because he's got no offensive line. And he had no time. And it's like, you got to blame him for, for that. And I'm like, listen, if you don't have time, you're not going to have a good pass and you're going to get picked off because you have no time in the pocket. And he's thinking mentally, like, I have to throw this less than two seconds or less mm-hmm. than one second. I've only got a second before somebody tackles. And you can do that. If if um um you know if you you have the mental aspect or you just have a quick release like Tom Brady does with his line because even though I know one year when he had no line he personally had to throw the pass less than two seconds because he was gonna get sacked or whatever yeah but he had all receivers that year yeah and but it's just like for instance last year right but actually sacks all time let's see Ty- Tyron Taylor has forty two last uh, twenty sixteen right uh Russell Wilson had forty one. Damn. And, and, you know, Wilson had to run most of the time. Yeah. I mean, you look at the Seahawks game. He had to run all the time. Yeah. Like, yeah. literally. Uh, let me see. Carson Parra's fifth for 40. Matt Ryan actually got sacked. Six times, six ranked, uh, being sacked the most. He was 37 sacks. Stafford, 37 as well. Phil Rivers is up there. Colin Kaepernick, who was playing for them, he had 36 sacks as well. So, he got sacked a lot, too. And everybody, but somehow... He's a terrible quarterback. I, I just want to understand. I mean, the most least sacked quarterback right here, probably on this list. Oh, this is funny. Look, Eli Manning got sacked only 21 times last year. That's still and, a lot and, of and, sacks. It's still a lot of sacks, but with a bad line. Like, compare everybody else. Yeah. They threw the but, ball a lot. But, but, but that, you got you to gotta also think, see, what we need with Eli is you need the amount of times he got sacked and then add on the amount of picks he threw. Because when he wasn't getting sacked, he threw, a, he threw an interception. Uh, I'll give you an example right here. Ryan Fitzpatrick, he had 19, but he threw a lot of picks. Picks, exactly. Because, he, because you know yeah. you're going to get hit. Yeah. It, it's the same thing. Tom Brady had 15 last year. How many and, did uh, How many did um, uh, who's the who's the boy on the Cowboys? Oh, that Prescott? Yeah, Dak. Prescott, let's see. He got sacked 25 times. Huh. Which is kind of weird, weird because he has a great offensive line. Yeah, and I'm surprised he gets sacked that much. Maybe because he was a rookie quarterback, so he's not used to like. I think this year is probably gonna be better. Oh uh, yeah, definitely. Most likely, Derek Carr actually got only sixteen sacks, and then he has a great offensive line too. The Raiders. And you see what they do. Bam. But the, but the yeah. Raiders are the Raiders are a great team. The yeah. Raiders are making a lot of moves. They're they're good good team. They're good offensively. I think this guy could have been MVP last year if he didn't get injured either. That's my opinion. I just Ben Roethlisberger seventeen sacks. Like okay, so hold on, because we're getting away from the real point. Is this still a question that Kaepernick is being blackballed or not? What What's the question here? He's getting blackballed right now because no one's signing him. Okay, so we all acknowledge that he yeah. is being blackballed. Yeah. Okay, like The Ravens are now hesitating on signing him. Because Goodell is sitting there talking about he's not being blackballed. Well, you know, Goodell's a liar. Like, most of the time he lies, he, he's like about something. Like, he tried to cover up. Like, for instance, the NFL, the CTE, like, I think last right. week the report was like 98% of NFL mm-hmm. players have that, which is a ridiculously high rate. And you're thinking to yourself, man, if I knew this beforehand, you wouldn't even play football. That's like, damn near all of them. Like, yeah. everybody. 
and, and I understand because it's a brutal sport. Like, sometimes I feel like you just play quarterback. I think you're fine. But the only thing about being quarterback is that if you take one big hit, probably your career is over. You're done. Yeah. yeah you're finished all over the place. That's why I never had this. this I don't believe that Tom Brady could play until he's 45 because you take one big hit, you're done. Like, and you get literally. a little more. You, supposedly, you get a little more fragile and frail as you grow older. Yeah, because you're not used to the. You, you mean you got hit so many times, but when you get older, you're not gonna have a stronger body you were when you're like thirty or twenty five, or you know, you could handle it, but it still hurts. I mean, we'll see. But yeah, Ka- Ka- I don't know, man. Ka- they need to put a cage around him. Yeah, Kaepernick. He just he's got a lot to deal with right now, and I, and the reason why I feel like you know if he ever gonna get signed. Or if he's, what's wrong with the NFL because of him kneeling down? The owners don't want to sign him. It's just blasphemous because you look at guys who got mur- who do murder, basically, and they and still on the team. Or they rape somebody, and they're still on the team. Or, or they beat up women, and, and they're still, still on the team. team. Well, Ray Rice, for instance, he wasn't on the team anymore, and no one signed him because he was old. But if he was like twenty five, somebody would sign him. Yeah, like totally. literally, or like Peterson abusing children for God's sakes. Like, and he's still on the team. The kicker on the Giants. Was yeah. whooping his wife's behind, and he's still on the team. And he's still on the team, but a guy and, and got an extension. Yeah, and a guy could kneel, but a guy kneels on the on the ground because he doesn't want to, you know, stand up for the national anthem, which is not a crime. Which is not we're, we're talking about crimes. This is the other thing that always cracks me up. Everybody compares Kaepernick to criminals, like even even the people who are on his side, they they say stuff like, "Well, you know, this guy got a chance, and this guy got a chance, and this guy got a chance." And all I want to point out to those people is you realize that we're, we're comparing Cap to criminals. Those are crooks. Those are dudes who broke the law nine times out of ten, really hurt somebody else badly. Abusing children, abusing their wives, beating up their girlfriends. Yeah. Those are like physical acts of harm against other people. Kaepernick hasn't hurt anybody anybody physically he's hurt a bunch of feelings yeah but he hasn't hurt he hasn't and he hasn't committed a crime he actually what he did is first amendment protected activity exactly constitutionally protected activity and and the first thing we can do is compare him to straight criminals we should just be we shouldn't even he shouldn't even fall into that category but i understand that people are trying to make the comparison to say if you'll let a criminal play how come this guy can't play. Like you'll you'll take a criminal back, a man who's been abusing his wife for years and years and years, and he's only a kicker. He's only a kicker. And not only did you take him back, you signed an extension. No jail time, no nothing. He comes back. Kaepernick doesn't hurt a fly. Now, is it because of his talent that they don't sign him back? Or no, that's afraid? nonsense. And, exactly, that's the, not. The, we know it's not the talent because they're less talented people with jobs. I mean, for God's sakes, like the backup quarterback. For the Jets is Josh McCown, and I understand maybe because you want to try to help out with the young quarterbacks and get them better and everything. But some of the back of quarterbacks in this league are not as good as Kaepernick. Dude, I mean, some of the honest. starters are not as good as Kaepernick. <laughs> Sanchez has a job. As a backup. Mark Sanchez. As a backup. Has a job. A former starting quarterback for the Jets. Yeah. The, the master of the butt fumble. <laughs> <laughs> has a job. And when I saw that, oh my god. Meanwhile, a dude who pretty much got jerked out of a Super Bowl ring off of off of a call, off of a no call. Yeah. A dude who pretty much got jerked. Everybody acknowledges that that was that was so his hold, yeah. that, that was a hold. Yeah. He got jerked. One blown call away from a Super Bowl ring. No job. The butt fumble has a job. The guy who got jerked out of a ring doesn't have a job. Really? really? That, that's cool? 
that's that's what we're doing now. And and the Giants owner talking about, uh, you know, that guy's too good to be on a. He's too good to be your backup. Did you really just say that? He's overqualified to be your backup, so you're not gonna take him as your backup. You're gonna you're gonna go get a less qualified quarterback to back up Eli Manning. Are you stupid? You haven't even done that much to the offensive line to, to, to guarantee that you're going to protect them like that. You really don't want Kaepernick. You know why I'm really mad that Kaepernick's not in the Giants? Because I really wanted the jersey. <laughs> I really wanted the jersey. I really wanted to be able to rock a New York Giants jersey with Kaepernick's. Why? I'm going to get a Kaepernick jersey no matter where he signs. I don't even have to be a fan of the team. I'm going to go get a jersey. This is the dude who donated all of his jersey sales to charity. Yeah, people are acting like he's not walking the walk. You see how much charity work he does? He's given away millions of dollars, literally, to charities. He's, he's funding things left, right, and center. He's getting people clean water. Like He's walking the walk. He's... He's got these classes where he's teaching inner city kids their rights. Yeah. Teaching them how to behave around cops so they don't get killed. He's doing, he's walking the walk. He's not just like that kneeling on the ground, that taking a knee was just the tip of the iceberg. That was just him getting started. As soon as the attention was on him, he ran with it and did all this other stuff. If all the other NFL players did what he did, charity wise, we probably wouldn't need Greenpeace. Are you kidding? He was just expressing his thoughts. It wasn't like, like we said, he wasn't like hitting anybody, cursing at anybody, or committed a crime or any of that. If you're willing to express your thoughts based on the First Amendment, you have the right to do what you can do. But don't disown this man or don't blackball him because he did that. Okay, he's a talented guy. I think he deserves to be a starting quarterback in this league. I mean, he deserves to be even a backup for all we go as long as he has a job. But this is what's going to be interesting now because now you look at training camp and we're going to transition right into the training camps right now. You see all these injuries right now happening? Yeah, it's from, crazy. From Tannehill possibly Shepherd. having a season-ending surgery to Shepard getting an injury to Jamal Adams from the Jets having an ankle sprain too that's like I heard was bad too. Um, you, you see now offensive lines like Chargers, for instance, got like a torn ACL and he's out for the year and something like that. Like, Crazy. like I don't understand because I never heard before or I, back then I never seen training camps where you see a lot of players get injured this amount. Yeah, like in the first to week this, to this extent. Yeah, yeah, it's a lot. A lot of people getting carried off the field. I, I don't understand. Like, I don't know. Maybe because of the new rules now, where you can't practice as hard as you used to be because you know you get injured and this and that. But these coaches gotta be really careful with these players right now because. Even though they're trying to prepare for the preseason, heading to the regular season, just got to be a little bit careful. Because for all we know, when we watch the preseason games, mm-hmm. you're probably holding your breath for every single pass, Bruh. every single play that the Giants do or what, even oh just for, the, for the young team and everything. Like one misstep and it's over. Like, that that Shepard thing really hurt my feelings. But it's, it looks like he's okay. But the guy think they're gonna be precautionable. He's finally gonna play in the first piece of the game. As soon as it, as soon as I heard the news, <gasps> I was watching first take, and Molly said that, "Oh, your shepherd just got it." No, <laughs> no, not with all the weapons we just got and everything. You know what I mean? Like, this is like bad luck, basically. Yeah, like, dude. just think about like Brady just got injured too out of nowhere in training camp, which I doubt because as quarterbacks, you don't really take contact like that in practice only smart. like in the games yeah, smart. so it's smart to do but like for receivers when you do all those cuts and movements and yeah then, your, your legs might yeah your knees your ankles yeah. your, your all them joints i mean if you usually go jordy nelson got injured in the preseason game 
And that mm-hmm. Packers season wasn't the same without Nelson. Like, literally, like, they weren't the same team. Like, he had a great season. Then the next year, he got injured, and he came back this year. You know, that was really good for him to come back from that because, you know, ACL injuries are scary to have. Facts. I never had an ACL injury. I mean, I have maybe, like, runners knees, this, like that. But ACL injury is scary. But yeah. what I heard when people have that or meniscus tear, it's, it's pretty, it's pretty like... It always sounds painful and, deadly. and, de- and de- de- debilitating. Yeah, you don't you don't wish that on people. Yeah, or even if you have like a broken arm or dislocated yeah. shoulder. You know something? I hear a lot of people say, "I wouldn't wish that on my worst enemy," and I think to myself, "Yes, you would. Yes, you would. Yes, <laughs> yes you would. would. You, a torn you, ACL on your worst enemy you, is not you, fatal." It's a professional answer to say, "Yeah, you don't wish that," but you probably in the back of your inner darkness self, you'd be saying like, yeah, "I, I can wish take, it out I, of the game." See, I don't have a lot of enemies. I don't. But there's one or two people who some of the things I hear people say, "I wouldn't wish that on my worst enemy." <laughs> I'd, I'd be fine with those people catching that specific thing, like having it. Like this one dude I know, I won't even say his name. But if I found out he tore his ACL, I'd be laughing. He's not an athlete. He's not an athlete. He's not. He's not. So it wouldn't like, yeah, take away from. But he's a con artist. So if you found out he tore his ACL, like, how does a con artist t- tear his ACL? What were you doing? Were you trying to con a football player into thinking you could play? Like, how did that happen? I, I just, I think that's just funny. I'm sorry, that was a random thought <laughs> that had nothing to do with nothing. But looking at these random, these random injuries having training camp, it's just like, are these athletes in shape or are they not in shape heading into training camp? Because most of the time, when you get an injury, I think most of us can agree with this. When you, you get injured in a specific part of your body, it's because you're probably not in shape as much. Or you have a risk, or have a high risk chance of getting injured on that. Specific Maybe they party. party too hard during the off season. Well, that too. Um, they don't take care of their bodies that well. Right, there's very, very good possibility. Um, uh, the training staff. I don't, I don't know if the training staff has been like, you know, in contact. This is gonna sound funny. I would recommend yoga for most athletes. Oh yeah, the yeah. yoga really helps though. Like the I stretching. Tried it. Yeah, and, I tried it. Yeah, it's no, I, I hear, I hear real things. From dudes who I know who are serious athletes during the off season, they're not you know they're light on them. They do weights and they do cardio and all that other good stuff. But like the real bulk is like the stretching and Eli Manning and Peyton Manning. Yeah, their their father was huge on them stretching. Like it's stretching before you see them workout things before, they do before the after, games. All after the stretching. Games, yeah. yeah, that's all yoga. And and uh, who else credited that? With extending his career and actually giving him, is it Grant Hill? Oh yeah, Grant, Grant Hill. Hill. After he came back from the injury, he said, "Yo, believe it or not, this yoga thing is like adding years." I wish I had done it before I got hurt. Well, Clyde Frazier for the NBA, he always brags about yoga. Helps out, you know, he having does a long spin career. Classes and, and Jabbar, yeah. Kareem Jabbar, Kareem Abdul Jabbar did the same thing. Yeah, the I yoga. Think, I think it's just the tights that throw people off. It's just, I, I think it is too. But stretching is is pretty much an underrated thing to do, like exercise totally. wise, because you stretch out your ligaments. You stretch out your whole body, so you don't. So like I say, you do an overstretch of something, you won't get injured because you're already right, stretching out your whole body. Stand, right. Yeah. Um, Pilates, I think, is another good exercise to do. It's in the same vein. Yeah, yeah, everything. Um, I know a lot of athletes are not doing cryotherapy now after their their workouts, after their stuff, after games, for instance, mm-hmm. too, just to recover back, so you won't get as injured as you were before. You should feel more fresh. First person I saw doing that was Mayweather, and it works for him, right? Bro. Yeah. <laughs> Undefeated fighter been dominated since the nineties. Whatever he yeah. does, I'm I'm with it. I'm telling you, you gotta try that, man. I, I try I always try that like almost like every month and it really works. Like you really feel different when you come out of it. 
my workouts right now are way too casual for me to do cryotherapy. <laughs> like I'm, I'm working out. I stop working out five times a week. I'm down to gym like three times a week. Well, that's just good too. Friday. I never was a fan of the five times. I feel like if you've done like four, where it's like two strength and two cardio, and then you have rest, I think you're fine. Yeah, five but I, I'm not even. Like I'm not hard. even going that hard. Like at five, even in my five, it was like upper body, lower body, upper body, lower body, upper body, lower body, and then it would always be cardio no matter what. Now I'm just taking it a little easier because life is smacking me in the face and I can't like risk two hours in the gym or I get home too late to get up too early. I, I don't know. Don't, don't, don't make, don't have me sit here <laughs> listing all my excuses. It's terrible. But the reason why I want to talk about all these training camps and these injuries is because the co- the contracts that these players are, are in right now, you know, some of the contracts that they're in, um, as we said before, they're not guaranteed. Uh-huh. So then when you like, you're signing in, you're happy, you're having a good time, you're celebrating with your family, you got this big contract with your friends and all that, uh-huh. and you go into practice and you know, look like you're ready, and then one cut, and then you're just like, <sighs> something bad happens. And, and now then, the money's gone. The money's gone, basically. Yeah, you could now. be out, they, the corner could cut you because of that, mm-hmm. or you just, you know, you're not getting as much as you thought you were going to get. And I think the NFL needs to find a way in solving that problem because. These players, they play a physical sport. Unlike any other sport, we probably... Well, maybe besides rugby, maybe. Because rugby, you actually get hit. Well, rugby is is, is like a less protected cousin of football. Yeah, basically. I think that they probably laugh at football players yeah. for protection. And, yeah, I, and I don't blame them because they're playing, they're playing a physical Bare sport Bare body, too. yeah. So they're getting tackled, they're getting injured. I would not sign up for rugby. Like, <laughs> not at all. Pass. Strong pass. Yeah, I, I wouldn't do that either. I don't... I don't I, I don't know what the players union in the NFL is doing. Exactly. Non-guaranteed contracts, the injury, one injury could swipe your money away. I don't understand how they let this happen. I don't know where where are they? How are you not negotiating better term? When is the deal the current deal up so we can get guaranteed contracts for football players so when they start offering them, you know, 30 million, 50 million, 60 million. It means they get to keep all the money in the most violent sport and and raise the roof on these. If Steph Curry is getting 200 million, how much did James Harden get? Um, I think he sounded like a contract central over 200 million. I know that. And Steph got about the same thing? Same thing, but he's, I think now Harden has the highest like ever in NBA history of a contract extension or Harden, like right? Yeah. Well, and the, but we all know this though. The NBA is gonna be like this for the next couple of years, where you're gonna see contracts be like forty a year to forty five a year to fifty a year. Just think about what Porzingis and Towns are gonna get. Yeah, and, when they and, come into and it. Alonzo yeah. Ball, for all we know, probably gonna get like forty, forty, forty five, fifty million mm-hmm. a year. Yeah, the cast gonna be up most likely. Like that's a lot of money for one player, and it's still gonna keep going. The, the <laughs> LeBron and company are going to be looking at Ball and company the same way that Pippen and company looked at LeBron and company. Yeah. <laughs> like when, when Kobe started getting those deals and Pippen was sitting there like, wait, what? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you paying him how much? Michael Jordan, for instance, same thing. Like he got paid the most in his time, but now it's just like laughable right now because everybody's getting paid. Like, well, no, nobody laughs at Mike. He's a billionaire. Well, yeah, <laughs> he, now, yeah, he's a billionaire now. He found a way to get the money off the court. He's, he's, he's the original sellout. I mean, when you're a net worth of $1.2 billion yeah, as an owner, that's stupid. It's a lot of money. That's With the shoes, yeah, that's a lot of money. That's stupid. <laughs> that's just. 
That's just reckless money. I mean, he was a smart person. The whole Jordan shoes. Everybody yeah. start wearing that. Yeah. So it's, it's popping. Cash in. Do your thing. I'm yeah. mad at him. Popping Cash to in. this day, too. Ever since 1985 when it, it debuted and stuff. And to this point right now, it's like still popular. Still People still wear it. I heard Beyonce is about to buy into the Houston Rockets. That'd be interesting. That'd be fantastic. <laughs> That'd be fantastic. I hope she does. I wonder what she will do with the Rockets, though. Whatever. Whatever she does, I'm with it. Whatever Beyonce decides to do. With the Houston Rockets. Yeah, you know the players are probably going to look at her if she goes to practices. I mean. We all know that. Yeah, but I can imagine most of them are going to want her husband's husband's autograph, too. All that, too, yeah. Or hers. Like, their wives are going to want to hang out with Beyonce. All the husbands are going to want to hang out with Jay. It's going to be real interesting. I hope she does. I would love to just see how it goes. Maybe she'll have good luck for Harden or something to go to the finals or something like that. If she's going to give Harden any kind of luck, I hope it's in his defense. (laughs) Yeah, because Harden can't play defense, though. Teach him some of that footwork, Beyonce. Get him in fr- keep him in front of the player he's guarding. Well, going back to this contract stuff, you look at the biggest contracts in 2017. Derek Carr is going to make $25 million this year. Andrew Luck's going to make $24,594,000. You know, $24,594,000. Carson Palmer, $24,250,000. Drew Brees, who's like, old like i think it's like 38 i think right now 39 about to be approaching that at around 40 but 24 million 250,000 kirk cousins who's on a franchise tag i don't know if i Redskins don't sign him still uh 23 million 943,600 joe flacco who got injured who's like six weeks he's got to come back 22 million 133,333 dollars you got rogers 22 million russell wilson 21 that's reasonable uh, ben Roethlisberger, 21 as well. Eli Manning, same thing. Look at all these quarterbacks, and they have these big contracts this year. And if any of them just get injured out of nowhere, like, for instance, Eli Manning, who, who has a streak of... No, 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 no. We're not going to talk about Eli Manning. No, We're not even gonna I'm just saying if. T- take if. it back to Roethlisberger. Oh, my... Because well, Roethlisberger always gets injured. Well, we if we're going to use an example, get away from Eli. I don't want that problem. By the way, people would think that Roethlisberger better than Eli Manning because of this and that. Roethlisberger can never be better than Eli Manning because he has done the one thing that Eli Manning has done. Which is beat Tom Brady twice in the playoffs. Twice, I know, because you keep getting because Robert is getting owned by Brady in the playoffs, and and Eli and no, does, does it doesn't. the exact exactly. opposite way. He owns Tom Brady. Yeah, we're so. the only Giants fans are the only ones who can brag in the Patriots' face. It's just us. It's yeah. just us because we know when we get to the playoffs, they it's a wrap. And you know, Brady faces him again in the Super Bowl. They meet up in the Super Bowl. Yeah, that as soon as we get to the Super Bowl, it's over. And Brady's going to, mentally, he's going to be affected. He's going to be having those nightmares again of losing and getting yeah, Because sacked. Eli's going to do it to him. Eli is undefeated against Tom Brady in the Super Bowl. But Brady will be the GOAT if he beats Brady, if he beats Manning in the Super Bowl, he will be the GOAT. If he loses, then, then that, that title, I don't think, is going to be there. For as, as the Spartans would say, if. if. Yeah, exactly. If. Carlson Palmer got injured. He gets injured a lot, too. So, like, you see all these quarterbacks that get injured. And if, for God's sakes, like, for Kirk Cousins, if he gets injured and he's on a franchise tag, who's going to sign him if he just gets an injury out of nowhere? Like, it's risky. He's gambling. He's it's a big gamble. He's taking he's, a lot of money, but he's getting it's risk. He's right betting now. on himself. He's it, get, I, I can't be mad at him, but it shouldn't be that much of a gamble. It, it shouldn't. Is. It shouldn't be like that. There should be some kind of clause or if you're a franchise tag or you have a five-year contract that at least some of that money has to be guaranteed. At least half of it should be guaranteed. I think it should all be guaranteed. The NBA players don't have to worry about this. They get hurt. It just sucks. Like, Greg Odom got hurt right out the gate. It's not something he did on purpose. Well, he, he got, got hurt. Already. 
You say, yeah, but he still got all his money. They had to pay him all of his money. What's name got kicked out of the league. The contract still had to pay him. The dude who used to play for the Washington Wizards who brought all the guns in the locker room. Oh, um, Gilbert Arenas? Name? Gilbert Arenas. He yeah. just got his last check. Like, that just happened. These dudes still get paid, and they, they put product on the field. They get paid, and they're not in nearly as dangerous a sport as football is. And You're or, kidding me. These owners are making billions of dollars. I, I was about to say, or is profitable because they don't make as much money. Those, those, the, the, the basketball, you couldn't. You couldn't play a football game in a basketball in a basketball arena. Yeah, it's impossible. You indoor football. There's a reason why it's indoor football. There's a reason why it doesn't make that much money because they got to play it in basketball basketball arenas. You can't do that. Football fields are massive, and yet owners massive. make a lot of money. And everybody who comes through that door is paying you a lot of bread to be there. Now, granted, they're spending a lot because the teams are pretty big and the staff is pretty big. So there's some expenses, but give me a break. It's not that bad. Like, you still get all the concessions and the parking. And, like, football games are big money. Every time you see a football game, that's a million-plus bucks. Like, and I'm, I'm being super generous with that number. And it's like... You're seeing a lot of money spent with every football. It's like earned. He's spending a lot of money on food, on drinks. Like, the drinks are, like, at least $10, yeah, $12. $8, $10, $12 For beers. one drink of, like, beer. And you can buy beer in a bar for, like, 7 or $6. Like, literally. That's meanwhile, how expensive it is. Yeah, meanwhile, the, the markup in a football stadium. Everything. The hot dogs. Yeah. You're spending at least 40 50 bucks on food. Food. That's if you go by yourself. Mm-hmm. That's just you. It's just you. Much. So you don't starve for four, quarter, for four quarters. Come that, on, man. That's too much. Man. They can pay these dudes. They can pay no, these These men. owners can pay because, look, some of the owners have these teams as, like, their little side thing sometimes because they have something else bigger. Mm-hmm. But these owners are, like, greedy and they have all these money. That's why I laugh when people say, well, why should you get all these, these decisions and everything? Well, you do know he's only commissioner. He's not exactly, like, the leader of everything. He's only commissioner. The owners control everything. Right. So they can tell Roger Goodell to do this or that. Like they're the ones that are paying everything. Those are the ones paying him too, probably. Yeah, definitely. So, so you know, these owners, they, they control the NFL. That's why it's a billion-dollar industry. That's why sports itself is like a billion-dollar industry because, or actually more than that. It could be a trillion in total if you have NBA, MLB, and all that together. But these owners, like, I don't get the NFL. You pay them so much money. But they somehow they, these players can have guaranteed contracts from these greedy owners who just save up all this money for themselves and do whatever they want to do. And that's why I felt like for the next player union, whatever there's a lockout in 2021, which I doubt there will be, but if there is, that's probably one of the reasons why it's going to be a lockout is because they don't have guaranteed contracts. And they're not going to stop until there is a guaranteed contract. Whatever it's the NFL season not starting or whatever, they want a guaranteed contract. And... I think it's reasonable for them to at least have 50. I said half. Maybe I, I could just say instead of saying half, let me rephrase that to saying 50 to at least 65% of the money being guaranteed at least. 60, I, I, I know you said all of it, but I feel like the owners in the back of the head are going to be like, I don't think I could give a player all their money being guaranteed. Nah, that, I, that's I why I felt like at best you can at least have 50 to 65% of the money being guaranteed because that's better than nothing listen listen if i if that was the only option i have in that in that meeting i wouldn't been like you know what i'm gonna just sign it because if i make like a hundred something 
in five years and half of that is guaranteed, you know, I'm I'm good with that. I, I wouldn't, got, I wouldn't I got, go for it. I if got I, endorsements. I'm, I got this and that. I think yeah, I'll be fine. Nah, screw that. If I'm the players' union, I'm not doing that, man. I'm not. I, we want NBA style contracts. But you know they won't do that though. Then, then NBA players could do that. But then come they, get this lockout. Come get this lockout, dude. Come get this lockout. We we NBA players do not take the physical risk that we do. That's true. That whole CTE scandal. Yeah. We want guaranteed bread. I'm not going to sit here and, and health and, insurance. Yeah. After you retire. Yeah. I'm not going to lifelong <laughs> health insurance, especially for everybody in this. That 98%, we all want it. Like, no, 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 no. You are not going to keep jerking us like this. I'm not going to be physically impaired for the rest of my life and, and, and broke. Because you don't want to guarantee me the bread. Like I'm not gonna go out here. I'm gonna go out here and risk my body, risk my health, playing this game. And you're gonna. You got the nerve to be greedy and stingy with me. You got the nerve to be short. Like you got the nerve to be greedy with me, and take money back. Like start to pay me and then take money back. And meanwhile, NBA players who may have to deal with like some leg issues later on in life. Maybe some foot problems, something like that. I mean, you gotta get some problems when you play a sport for a certain amount of time. Yeah, no, I mean, that's absolutely. just that's just realistic. I mean, but everybody who plays sports, they get something. You see these dudes walking away from basketball, pretty much a hundred percent. Like even the ones with the most horrific injuries we've ever seen, Odom, uh, uh, Paul, Paul George, like yeah. terrible, terrible looking. Sean Livingston, who had like probably the most you've ever seen. Yeah, now is a two-time NBA champ. Yeah, on the team, just kicking butt left, right, and center. And we're talking about dudes who had horrific injuries. They don't. They're, they're not dealing with concussions. Nah, because basketball, you're, most of the time you're dealing with a knee injury and ankle injury. It's something injury or from something. the waist yeah. down. Yeah, yeah, waist down. Or maybe your hands, maybe your wrist. Kobe jump, with his fingers yeah, and jumping, his wrist, yeah, yeah. stuff like that. But we're not talking about your mental capacity being compromised because you were playing a game. Meanwhile, in football, across the, across the field in football, you have 200-plus pound men running full speed running into you he could die too at full speed yeah. and let's not forget the fact that they're covered in armor armor covered men and 200 200 plus pounds running at you as fast as they can to hit you and you could actually die like i seen i heard reports and stories of of kids playing high school football and actually being dead from it because they got hit really hard in the head have you ever seen victor ortiz yeah. He's really small. He's really not as big as you think he is. Like, he, he looks on the field with shoulder pads and all that stuff. When you see him in person, I was shocked. I was standing next to him. He's shorter than me. I was amazed. Like, wow, he's really small. He's not the biggest dude on the world in the world. And yet, when he's out on the field, he's literally being hunted by men, probably my size, probably my weight, maybe more, because I'm 200 pounds chasing after him to tackle him that's his whole job is to avoid these huge men who just want to run into him on purpose and when you play quarterback whether it's recreational or playing in the park with your friends and stuff and and you get hit out of nowhere on your blind side it really hurts dude like i, I threw a ball and it got hit out of nowhere that that thing hurts like for a good like good five maybe 10 15 seconds like a little stinger but it really hurts and people with these Quarterbacks like Tom Brady and Russell Wilson and Elon Man they get hit. Like, I feel like Elon Man wear all of that protective stuff when he's playing because even inside too, he probably wears one of those those 
flat jackets and this like that. Because mm-hmm. if you get hit, he's going to hurt, you know? You don't want to get hurt and stuff. Have you seen defensive lines? Like, like the dudes who are they're trying big. to tackle yeah, him? Yeah, they're like, big. Those dudes are huge. They're really big. They're, just, they're like big, huge dudes because their whole job is to run through a line of other big, huge dudes. Like, that's their whole job. And you have the nerve to not give these main guarantee contracts? Seriously? Yeah, that's Andrew, that's what we're discussing here? That's what we're arguing? And Andrew Luck is a big guy. He, he I see his workouts. Ben Roethlisberger is he's a, a big, big guy. And he still gets injured. They call him Big Ben. And look at the injuries For the he's reason, walking around. Yeah, yeah I know. Like, he's, he's, injured. he's huge. He can see over most of the line when it's time to throw. It's an advantage. But he's still getting hurt. Cam Black Newton up. is getting his, yeah. getting killed. He got killed in that Broncos game the first season last Bro. year. Where he was getting abused. Bro. Literally. No call. He was on the no ground nothing. and on the sideline in pain and everything. Like that's how much pain he was in. And and you have the nerve to suggest that these men can't have guaranteed contracts. That you have the right to take back some money if something happens to them in the game they're playing for you. Nah. I, I can't I can't they, I don't know. I don't know what they need to do, but they really got to get this negotiating under wraps. But why do you think Adele doesn't want to do this thing? You think that he's afraid that the owners not going to agree with it at all with this guarantee contract? Just because the NBA and even the MLB, in some extent, do these guarantee contracts? Probably. Because Probably. those two sports, I mean, they're like we said, they're less physical, and they get guarantee contracts. Like you see, pitchers getting paid a lot of money for pitching the ball for basically. Seven to eight innings, most likely. Every and, and every six start, every six days, pitchers pitch, or you see even baseball players in general. They play every day, but they play positions where you pretty much look. I, they're I, out there kicking it. Yeah, until I, something happens. Yeah, I like I watch baseball, and sometimes it does get a little boring sometimes. But when you're in when you're in person, it's actually more engaging when you go into the game than watching it like on uh, TV. But like most of the time, you're standing on the field just waiting for the ball to hit you. You're not doing anything crazy. I know it's explosive moments, like explosive uh, movements. I play baseball, and you know you're just standing there. You're just basically waiting for the ball. And sometimes it's kind of it's kind of like you know you get a little like that little thing inside you where you start to build those butterflies in you mm-hmm. because you're just waiting for the ball to hit you or hitting somebody else, whatever. You gotta be ready. But I, I, they get paid a lot of money. And basketball players all the time. Yeah, basketball players they do run a lot from back back and forth on the court. Not much of soccer players because soccer players pretty much run exactly like probably like ten miles mm-hmm. uh, for ninety minutes. Oh, that's all. That's all something different. And that's a lot of that's a lot of uh, mileage on the body. That's why they get all these injury soccer players. But yeah, like football, you can't compare it to getting hit to getting injuries on your legs to your arms to your head. To your hip. To, to your chest for 16 games in the season. And that is why, you know, they only play 16 games. If they play 32, God knows oh, how many Jesus. injuries. How many I, I injuries wouldn't do. even want to think about it. I and even want to think about it. look at it this way. They're playing on Thursday night, too. And those teams that play on Thursday night, we may enjoy watching them Thursday night football because it's football. But those players don't like playing on Thursday night because you don't have that much rest after a sunny game. And I never played football in high school. But I guarantee maybe those high school football players didn't even get a, a sore after the Friday night game or a Saturday Saturday game or whatever, and the next two days they're really sore and they gotta go to practice and everything. But those players, they they had to have at least two days of rest after a Sunday a Sunday game. That's why they most of the time every season is Monday and Tuesday they have off and they go back Wednesday for practice. That's what most professional teams do because they gotta you know recover and this and that. 
But for players that play on Thursday, my goodness, you only have places like one day, probably one day and a half of rest. And then you go do your little walk through and all this stuff. And then you go back on Thursday, knowing that you could probably injure yourself playing Thursday night Completely. football. Yeah, there's no recovery time between point A and point B. Yeah. And yeah, we enjoy it, but the players don't. And that's why you see all these injuries right now. And they see all these injuries in training camp. And that's why this preseason, I'm going to be looking at it closely because I'm going to look at these games. And I'm going to see how these players approach it. Are they going to go hard for some players that want to make the team? Or the veterans, for instance, are they going to go 25% just so they don't get injured, like quarterbacks, for instance? Or, you know, are we going to see all these injuries that happening again? Are we actually going to see where I'm not saying Eli Manning, or I'm not saying Tom Brady, or I'm not saying Russell Wilson, where they just get injured out of nowhere? Uh, um, something like that. Tony Romo, who got injured preseason. That's Prescott stepped in and their starting quarterback for the Cowboys last year. Guaranteed contracts, man. Um, and that's why you, I wish these quarterbacks, any player in any position got guaranteed contracts. But the, maybe because they have this cap and you have 53 men on the roster, like at least half of it has to be guaranteed in my opinion. That's just me. I think all of it. I'm, I'm, I mean, I you, you say all of it, but the reason why I say that is that the owners really, they just... I don't. I don't see them trying to have a guaranteed contract for for these players because if let's say they do it right, but it's only for quarterback or only for running back or only for wide receiver. What do the other players are gonna, in, in the locker rooms are gonna say? Like, how come these players got these guaranteed contracts, but I don't? I'm a defensive player. I'm a cornerback, or I'm a defensive end, mm-hmm. or I'm a linebacker, or I'm a safety. How come I don't get a guaranteed contract, but the offensive players like the quarterbacks and running backs or wide receivers they get it? So it, it's like. It can't. It's like it's kind of hard to see that work out, and I think in the best situation can be is at least half of it. But I don't think I could see all of it because the owners they just don't feel like they're gonna invest that much money to somebody, guarantee, and they get injured, or the players just use it to their advantage and do whatever they want, and they don't win games. That's the thing. Go for it. Go get the guaranteed contract. I'm 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 just tired of making excuses for these dudes who are making billions of dollars off this game and making tons of money and meanwhile these guys are walking away hurt and beat up. I, I can't do it. I it's just guaranteed I'll ask, you this, contract, I'll ask you this question though. Let's say if you were the owner, right? In the back of your head, you didn't want to just save up all that money for yourself? Billions of dollars? All by yourself? See, you 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 can't ask me that. Hey, uh, let me tell you the truth. Number one, I hate talking for other people's money. I hate I hate spending someone else's money. I can't sit here and tell you what kind of mentality a billionaire has because I'm not a billionaire. That's true. I have no idea what it's like to have that amount of money. I couldn't tell you how what I do. I can tell you the basics. If somebody gave me a billion dollars tomorrow, first of all, I'd be scared as hell because if you gave me a billion dollars, you kind of own me. So I'm kind of worried, but we'll skip past that. This is just hypothetical. I find out that I'm worth a billion dollars. Of course, I'm going to do the typical things. Uh, you know, mommy gets a house, sisters get a house, yeah. pay off everybody's debt. Nobody owns it, owes anything. Buy myself a couple of places, buy myself a couple of cars. And, you know, now I can afford to do whatever I want. So, but I'm a creative. So I'm going to do different with the money. I'm going to look to invest, of course, but there's other things I'm going to do. I'm going to be more interested in living life in, in X, Y, and Z. I'm not a businessman at that level where people who have made a billion dollars through business. I'm not that guy. So I can't sit here and really tell you what it is. When I speak and, and say things like this, 
I'm talking from a human perspective. It's only right that you guarantee the money based on what these guys are putting up to get it. They're sacrificing their physical health for this game. And it's a quick portion of their lives. And then they have to live the rest of their lives with everything that they took on while they were playing for you. The life of an athlete is what, 10 years? Maybe? I mean, average NFL is like four and a half. Uh, NBA, it's probably higher. Because NBA you, is definitely Because you could be a role player and still yeah, make a living. Yeah, NBA is definitely higher. MLB, I mean. Kobe depends. played till he was 40. Yeah, MLB, it's minor league. Like if you play in the minor league system or you're in the minor league league and you come up to the major leagues, you could always be going down, going up, and if you're good or not, whatever. Yeah. But you can still make a living out of it. But we're talking about the, if we're talking about the NFL, where the life of a career is four years. Five years. Five, I'll say five. You know what? Let's go all the way and say six. Let's just say six years. I played for you for six years out of college, right? And I'm only talking about professional. Forget college football where I also earned huge sums of money the over the course of two to four years. I earned huge, huge sums of money and didn't receive anything and started building my injuries then, like started putting the wear and tear on my body at the college level. Now I'm playing for you in the NFL. I got maybe six years tops, right? Maybe, depending on what position you play, of course, because quarterback is going to go longer than that. Yeah. Um, but maybe six years. Now in my 30s, right? Now maybe in my 30s, I now have to walk around with injuries for the rest of my life, 30s into my 40s and my 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, till I eventually pass away. I have these injuries that have taken a toll on me that have killed the quality of my life, especially if it's a head injury, especially if it's a concussion that never actually 100% goes away all the way. And I have to rock with this forever. And you're telling me that for me playing this game that generated you millions of dollars I can't get the guaranteed money that's like a drop in the bucket for you. Like for me, that's only right. It's it's just, I'm not speaking from a business point of view. From a business point of view, you you hold every dollar you can get. You, you make as much as you can and you leave as little as you can behind. I completely get that. I totally get that. I'm not speaking from a business perspective. I'm talking from a human perspective. NBA players are making three times the amount as us and they don't take the risk we take and they get to play longer we get to play at a shorter amount of time you make more money we take more risk and yet somehow our money is in jeopardy i can't do it i just can't do it like from that perspective it, it's just it's just not right so this is me getting off my soapbox now but i'm just i i can't as an owner in the nfl team i, I just i wouldn't be able to look myself in the mirror I mean, for me... Sorry, I, everybody. <laughs> I think for me, if I were an owner... Let me see. If I were an owner, I'd probably do it, but only half of it being guaranteed. That's that's just me. I mean, I'm not going to be... I know maybe it seems like I'm going to be greedy with that, but it's better than nothing. I mean, for <laughs> me, you're not losing... You're not hurting. It doesn't hurt you to give them all the money. You're not losing like It doesn't that. hurt them, but I just feel like these owners are just so... 
caught up with the money. Like they want to give all that guaranteed. Well, yeah, they should and, be and, caught up with the money because they're businessmen. But you're not. You're not. That's not. Exactly, really it's a business. Yeah, that thing's a business too. Remember that. But you're still profiting a lot. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, from you, the people, from the fans, from I, the tickets, I, and everything. Okay, here, here's what I always say. This this is what always gets gets me when we start talking about the NBA. When you start looking at the amount of money they're willing to pay Steph Curry, James Harden, LeBron James, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, yeah. right? Sounds crazy, right? Yeah. Now, if you're willing to give that money away, imagine how much you're making. That's what people always forget. NBA owners, right? If you're, yes. Like, like the Knicks, for instance, that stink, and yet they're worth like $3.3 billion. If, if you can afford to pay Steph Curry $200 million, right? Yeah. And not care. You can probably afford way more than that. Way more than that. You can probably afford to do that for half the team, and it really wouldn't affect your bottom line. I feel the exact same way about the NFL play. I mean, look at the Dallas Cowboys. They're worth $4.2 billion. Meanwhile. And yet they're paying their quarterback nothing, basically, for like a good two or three years, and then he's going to have the same problem. He's have a contract extension. Probably getting paid like forty, maybe forty million, but now it's not guaranteed. See, I, I can't. Meanwhile, he should be making that now. What a, What does a rookie get coming out of it, coming into the NBA? What is the number one rookie? Draft pick rookie, uh, Lonzo Ball is gonna make, f- I think, four to five million this year. Yeah, how about that? <laughs> I know, right? Four to five million, right? How, how many? How much NFL player making rookies? Six hundred. Yeah. Some of them. Some of them. But ones that are your fourth round picks are maybe the ones that are first round picks probably make a little bit more, but that's not as much as NBA players make with no, a rookie. No, and they're not, they're not like I said, they're not they're not taking half the risk that NBA that that NFL players take. NFL players take all the risk and yeah. get like very little reward. I it just it's just indecent to me. Before we go any further, shout out to John Jones. That fight was amazing. <laughs> I need to definitely catch up on those fights. But I ain't going to watch the Conor McGregor and Mayweather fight only because I just, I just want to see what's going to happen because now I'm hearing all this, like, for interest, um, Idris from uh, that Idris group, Elba, yeah, yeah. He's saying that um, McGregor's, McGregor's got a chance. Because he could hit him and everything. He's a fighter. This yeah, and that. Idris is dumb. <laughs> I, I, I like the guy as an actor. I really appreciate him as an actor. And I'm not saying anything about his overall mental capacity, but I just think some people just want to see. You don't watch Floyd Mayweather fights to see Floyd Mayweather fight. You watch Floyd Mayweather fights to see Floyd Mayweather lose because it's never happened. Anytime in the history of this man's career, that he's been breaking box office records and pay-per-view records, it's because people really believe that the person they were putting up against him could beat him. And it's the same song and dance every time we watch. Somebody says they can beat him. They say they can beat him. They say they can beat him. People hype him up and saying this is his most dangerous challenge. This is the guy who can get it done. Pacquiao... Oh, Ricky Hatton is undefeated. Uh-oh, this could be it. This Stylistically, it's a nightmare for Floyd. And then Floyd gets in the ring. Nothing happens. And nothing I mean, happens. He does the exact same thing he always does. He's one. He's like the best counterpuncher in, in a, on the face of the earth. And he's the greatest defensive boxer in history. So all these offensive weapons <laughs> end up meaning nothing when Floyd is just casually punching you in the face while you flail away. At a man standing right in front of you and can't lay a hand on him 
and then he just punches you whenever he feels like it. You know how demoralizing that is to be like a fighter, a champion level fighter, a champion level prize fighter, been fighting your entire life. You come across some dude and he's right in front of you and you can't land a punch. Every time you swing, you miss. And every time he swings, he hits and you can't stop him. When I train fighting, my 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 coach always says the same thing. It's not the random knockout that demoralizes a fighter. If you get knocked out, it's because it's a punch you never saw coming, so you didn't ever have a chance to defend it. Every dude, when he he, would, he says, every dude I've ever been around that got knocked out, every corner I've ever worked, every every fighter I've ever been been around who got knocked out, the first words they say when they come to all of them, all of them, the first thing they say. What did he get me with? What was it? What 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 did I miss? Like you know, it's the same thing as saying what did I miss? What did he get me with? What, what was the hit? Because they never saw it coming. You know that doesn't. You can come back from that. You can come back from that. You watch the footage. You can come back from that. You know what's demoralizing? What happened to Ronda Rousey? Yeah, getting beat up and not being able to stop it. Exactly. Like just getting handled and waxed and tortured and. Whooped on, and, and she you probably can't knew, and she probably like was knowing at the time when she was fighting, yeah, like with, she was with, getting towed around, and she was gonna get hit, and it was over. Within the first couple of minutes of that fight, because they both ended, she she like she's just getting punched in the face, and she knew in the back of her head, like, like oh god, like, I can't I stop can't, this, I can't, do anything. I can't do anything, I can't get my hands on her to pull any of my wrestling or any of my judo. She's not gonna grapple with me. She's punching me in the face, and somehow all of the training I've been doing. Is going completely out the window. I can't stop her. That's demoralizing, and that's what Floyd Mayweather does to people, and that's what's going to happen to Conor McGregor. I don't think Conor believes he has the chance. I don't. I really don't. I don't think he thinks he has a chance. I just think he knows he's going to get beat up, but he's got to sell a fight, and he's making a whole bunch of money to get beat up. Mm-hmm. He's making more than he made in the UFC to go get beat up. So I think you know. Remember back in the day, I don't know. You used to say like how much. Would you take for would you, if somebody gave you a million dollars? Would you let Mike Tyson hit you? Remember that yeah, it used to yeah, be like yeah. a game. Like yeah. how much would it, if somebody gave you ten million? Would you let Mike Tyson hit you? Everybody, would, yeah, 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 yeah. Nobody takes into account how hard he hits. hits Mike you. hits. He kill but, you for all. Yeah, know. like you might not make it out to spend that ten million. You might not be in your right. If he hits you in your head, you might die. So ten million, you'd be leaving ten million to somebody else. But that's that's what this is. Can I take a beating? For a whole bunch of rounds from Floyd Mayweather for a bunch of money. Yeah, now if I want to get the bunch of money, I have to make people buy this fight. To do that, I have to convince them that I have a chance. Or I have to convince them that they want to see me get beat up by Floyd Mayweather. Those are the only two angles Connor has. People who want to see him lose and people who want to see him win. But people, but out of those two groups, who believes he's going to win? Not me. I know. McGregor doesn't even believe. I don't he's think so either. Win. He's like, oh, I'm not gonna win this, but I'm gonna make a lot of money. That's probably what he's thinking. But looking at all these teams right now, you're talking about how much they're worth in the NFL. Well, Cowboys are number one team. They're worth 4.2 billion, right? And then MLB you have the Yankees. They're 3.7 billion, which I'm not surprised. The Yankees they get money and they still win championships, for whatever. Um, and you have the soccer teams, of course, Barcelona, Real Madrid. Manchester United, they're all worth a lot of money as well, like $3.5, $3.7 billion. Patriots are six on this list of $3.4 billion as the NFL team. The Giants are eighth because the Knicks are seventh, but Giants are worth $3.1 billion. 
49ers are 3 billion, Redskins 2.9. So look, all these teams, they all worth a lot of money. And you make great points mm-hmm. on these contracts should be guaranteed. And I was saying that maybe half of this should be guaranteed at least. So what we have to figure out right now is how can these owners be so greedy of not getting their guaranteed contracts? And maybe what I thought of is that maybe the reason why they ain't giving it, like I said before, is because maybe they feel like these players are going to be using it more like, oh, I got a guaranteed contract. I don't have to play hard for you. I got a guaranteed contract. Or maybe they just feel like they're injury away from getting injured because for all we know, that average career spans four to five years. And then one play in in the preseason, one bad mistake in the regular season can end your career. And maybe that's why they don't do it. Nah, it's a risk. It's, and, that's definitely why that I just don't agree with it. You don't agree. I don't agree with it either because these people play tough. They yeah. work hard every day. They and, wake and up they and don't stuff. want to lose. They like don't. that that whole the theory of oh well they're not gonna play as hard if they have a guarantee. That's stupid. They they there's only 16 games in the season. They're gonna play hard. Yeah, like this dude, an 82 game season. This is a 162 game season. Or nobody gets into the NFL to lose. Nobody shows up to lose. Nobody, nobody likes to lose. These dudes have been competing their whole lives. And every nobody game is important. Showed up to, right, nobody showed up to lose. Yeah. If we talk about an M- NBA level season, okay, maybe there's a handful of games you can give away. Yeah. And yeah. some teams do that. Yeah. You know, like, you know, take a break here. And yeah, there, it's like whatever. you sit a couple players, whatever. You know what I mean? But nobody's showing up on a football field to lose. You got 16 games, bro. You got 16 games. You lose four of them. That's a quarter of your season flushed. You lose eight of them. That's 500. Maybe, hopefully, nobody. Every game, every game matters. Every game they play matters. So I don't want to hear that, man. I, I'm just, I'm off the excuses. <laughs> Shout out to John Bones Jones for for kicking DC in the head and getting his getting his belt back. I thought that was exceptional. I watched that fight in the strip club. <laughs> it was amazing. Oh my god! Like I didn't just watch it in a regular strip club. I watched it in like a high high end strip club. Like, you know, the white guy strip club yeah. where the dancers don't twerk. They're just kind of walking around. And all the drinks are expensive and you're not allowed to wear boots. I was in that spot watching. It was, it was, oh, God. I did not, I just kept shooing the women to get out of my way. Stop standing, <laughs> like, stop standing in front of the television. I'm not here for you. Uh, bimbo, move. Like, oh, the place smelled of perfume and, and whoring. <laughs> but oh, all I, all I wanted to see was the fight. And I watched John Jones kick this man DC square in the side of the head, then run after him and beat him up and take his belt back. Uh, it was glorious. I just want, I think the one thing that I, I would like to see John Jones get is a jab. He doesn't have a jab. He allows people to close the distance on him a lot because he doesn't have a jab. DC is way shorter with way less of a reach but he was constantly in range to do some real damage with a punch because John Jones doesn't have a jab. He doesn't know how to flick that hand out, punch somebody in the face, and get it right back. He doesn't have a jab. That's the one thing I want him to develop. That's the only flaw I see in this game is no jab. Yeah, he can develop that, especially in UFC. If you get a jab and keep people off you, keep the onslaught coming, yeah. that's, that's all he was missing. He was constantly backing up for DC but not throwing a jab. I mean, if you have wrestling background, you you have an advantage too. But if you have a jab, then you know you're a different fighter. A jab is a universal weapon. Yeah. And any, I don't care what you're in, a solid jab 
a solid stiff jab that's fast so you don't get and your effective, arm grabbed. Yeah, fast and accurate and effective. That's a weapon. Conor McGregor has a great jab. <clears throat> he just doesn't utilize it as much, but he's super accurate with his punches. He, he, he lands. He does have a Mayweather. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody's accurate with Mayweather. Nobody. No one is it. No one in a Mayweather fight. Mayweather's the only one that's accurate. Yeah. And and Connor doesn't throw at the volume that can even affect Mayweather. Like he's a you know he's a very slow, methodical. Those punches you can see coming from a mile away, from the greatest defensive fighter ever. He's gonna get beat up. <laughs> McGregor's gonna get. Beat. I had prize in here interviewing him. He's putting a lot of money on McGregor. I told him. As much as you're worth, I wish I could buy into that bet. I just don't have the money to buy in. I wish I could buy into that bet. I would bet you everything. I would liquidate my assets right now and and put some real money on the table and bet you whatever you got. <laughs> well, before we end the show, I wanted to actually talk a little bit about the schedule. So, you know, the NFL, they do the schedule thing every year about these teams and who's the easiest, who has the toughest. Well, the Jets have the third easiest schedule in the league, and the Giants have the 30th uh, hardest schedule in the league, which means that, wait, actually, no, the Jets have the third toughest schedule. What am I saying here? Uh, The Giants have the easiest, I believe. If 30th, yeah, 30th is the easiest, one of the easiest schedules in the league, which means it's going to be a little bit tougher. I want to just look at the schedule for a second because I just want to make sure. Because I always thought, like, if you have number one, number one is the easiest or something, and number 30th is the hardest. Let me just make sure. Because the Giants did win a lot of games last year. You know, they they Mm. were 11 and 5, and the Jets were, you know, they were awful, as we know. (laughs) Typical. Yeah, because, you know, they they just struggle like crazy. But um, yeah, I want to see something. I just want to make sure. Quote the Colts. Let's see. I don't know. I got this. You know, it's funny though. I look at strength of schedule for these teams, and I, mm-hmm. sometimes I always feel like it doesn't really matter because you know what what's what, what's the worst that could happen? And you have an easy schedule, and you can still suck. Mm-hmm. Like you know, you may have expectations to win the game for every game that you have, but it's still hard and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Schedules based on points winning percentage. It might be. Let's see. I just want to make sure it's this Twenty. Oh, here it is. Strength of schedules. Uh, based on team strength, percentage included, margin of victory, twenty seventeen. Let's see. Yeah, the hard schedule. What's the difference? Yeah. So right now, based on my thing, it's either. It's from hardest. It has the easiest and the hardest, I guess. Who's got the hardest? Uh, as of right now, it looks like. If 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 it's, this is based on from first to thirty second, I believe that thirty second is probably the hardest, mm-hmm. and based on record, and uh, first is probably like the easiest in my opinion. So I'm guessing that right now. Um, the Cowboys have the hardest schedule on their, at 32nd, and the Giants have 30th hardest, which means that the Jets have the third easiest. So, the season played for against top five. Run through play top. Everyone through all their 30 teams. Oh, easiest is actually, yeah, so I was right. 
third, the Jets had the third easiest schedule, and the Giants had the 30th toughest schedule. And Damn. that's because of record of what happened last year. Oh, okay. Well, well, it's always based on record. Like, if you have a great season, you're going to have, like, a higher. Well, if you have a great season, then you're going to have a tough, tougher schedule yeah, next tough, season. Higher, and if you have higher a, degree of difficulty. If you have a terrible season, like the 49ers and Jets, then you're going to have an easy schedule this year. Mm-hmm. So. I don't know. I think the Giants, if they stay healthy, they have a chance to do something special, but they're going to face a lot of tough opponents this season. So they got to take advantage of their defense, and they got to score effectively offensively. And I know it's training camps in the first week. I don't know when the next preseason game is going to be, but I'm probably going to look at it more closely and see how the way they, they play. Sign Kaepernick as a backup. They're not going to do that. Sign you know they're not gonna. You know they're not going to do that. Sign Cap. You're stupid if you don't sign Colin Kaepernick. Yeah, but you know they won't do it. I mean, if Kaepernick isn't getting signed by the Ravens and the Giants don't even want to sign him, they're not going to sign him. I think they'd be stupid not to do it. I think most of these teams are stupid not to do it, though. So we'll just leave that at that. But I don't know. It, it, we'll see what happens with Kaepernick. Hopefully he does get signed. I, I'm rooting for him to get signed because I feel like he, he's a talented guy. Just give him a chance, you know. Ignore the whole kneel down thing he did last year. Just play the game, you know. That's Com- all I care. Completely with you. That's all I care. Well, that's going to do it for today's show, guys. We talked a lot about the NFL and the ca- contracts and training camps and Colin Kaepernick. But, you know, next week we'll, we'll definitely get into it more of these preseason games because we had one last, uh, you know, last night. Uh, it was, you know, first possession, Cowboys, blah, blah, blah. And after that, it was just second string and third stringers. But when the preseason games go by, they're going to be more interesting to see because they're probably going to play more possessions and first quarter, second quarter and stuff like that. Um, so you can follow me at Mornis10. You can follow Mr. Meg at MRMECC Instagram and Twitter. And you can follow the Slash City Facebook page and Twitter account at Slash City underscore 360. And you can follow the SoundCloud account on Slam City and check out all the, the latest episodes from today's to past ones that we had some of the guests like Prashant McCann's last uh, week. See you next week.